Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope fam. Sean on the mic, very flat too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope fam. Yo, 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 what it do, everybody? It's your boy, John Nalton, over Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Back at you with my boys, Vlad and Barry. What's good, yo? Yo, yo, yo. Hey, what's up, everybody? Here we are. Uh, excited and ready for another episode. On to episode 38. Episode 38, uh, Brandon Bolden. Yes. Uh, Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling, yeah, legendary, legendary. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm James Conner. James Conner for, for the Steelers right now? Yeah. Right, that should be for our buddy um, Eddie Rodriguez in Philly, yes, right? Big shout out to Eddie, yes sir. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know, Pro Fan Sports Podcast, where the fans of the pros go. As always, please follow us on social media. We're on social media. Uh, Instagram, ProFans underscore sports. We're on Twitter.com slash ProFansports. Facebook.com slash ProFansports. And if you'd like to watch, we're on YouTube as well. Please like and subscribe to this channel. You know, when you do that, it helps us out tremendously. So uh, the more you like and, and subscribe to us, the better the YouTube algorithm algorithm will work for us so uh, if you like to watch again it's youtube.com slash profan sports um we drop every tuesday morning on all major platforms and we drop videos every wednesday so be on the lookout for that um and uh before we start the show we do have an announcement um this saturday uh december 12 2020 uh we profan sports podcast will be at Opportunity winter market at 76 bishop allen drive Cambridge Mass from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. selling our pro fan sports merch. So if you want to get a shirt or, you know, a hoodie, um, a coffee mug, a bottle, uh, even a mask, you know what I'm saying? You can come get it. Um, we'll be there. So, you know, I hope you guys can show up. You know, you guys get the time to come through and, and chill with us for a little bit. Um, get to know us, you know what I'm saying? Um, I know a lot of you guys hear us on over the net and on social media. You guys never get to see us in person, so come through and to see us, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, in Saturday news, we wanted to say um, rest in peace to Grandma Ibua, uh, Barry's grandmother. So, you know, rest in peace. Um, and as always, yeah. we're going to go into the NFL. Barry, would you like to say a couple words about your grandma, man? Uh, yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, it's sad and devastating and heartbreaking. Uh you know, to hear that she had, you know, passed away, um, you know, and, and that she was, you know, suffering a, you know, bunch of health issues that, you know, that she had to go through. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, tough, for, you know, for me to, you know, talk about it uh, since it just, you know, recently happened and still trying to process and sink in. Uh, you know, I've, it's been a while since, you know, I've last seen her. Uh, it was about 10 years ago, the last time I went to Africa and saw her. She was from, you know, Cameroon, uh, which is in West Africa. That's the country that my family's from. Uh, so she, you know, was a very, you know, good, hardworking woman. Uh, you know, she was, you know, very, uh, you know, kind and had a good heart and uh, always, you know, g- genuine to, to everybody that she met. So. Uh, yeah, no, it was definitely had you know a few good memories from my times being over in Africa from over there. Uh, but uh, you could I could tell from the pictures that I saw that she was suffering um, a lot when you know her in her last days. So I think that right now she's in a better place uh, and she's able to 
now just rest and not have to suffer anymore and go through the pain and uh you know in the struggles that she was going through um you know before she passed so definitely well you know she rests and peacefully uh and i know she'll be watching above me and the rest of my family and that she'll always be you know with me uh and with us um you know pretty much as long as uh we're here so um yeah thanks for letting me have the time to speak um you know about my grandmother's past and i you know greatly appreciate you guys for giving me that opportunity for sure man condolences man you yeah, know, thank um, you, John. Appreciate it. Condolences, man. Thanks, Vlad. Appreciate it, man. You know, two, 2020, man. A lot of people losing a lot of people out there. So stay strong, folks. You know, um, and we're going to go into... Right. We're going to go into uh, the schedule for, I mean, the agenda for today's show. We're all, as always, we're going to go into the NFL, the NBA, the MLB. Um, we're going to do some soccer. Uh, we have some boxing stuff for you guys. Uh, and first, we're going to attack the NFL, man. So um, yesterday, man, you know, uh, <laughs> yesterday at 4, what, 4.25 p.m., the Patriots played the Chargers. Um, and I think uh, in the last episode. Sunday for the Sunday, people that are listening. Right. For the people that are listening Sunday. Um, and last time we spoke, you know, we, we spoke pretty highly of the team that they, they faced, you know, um, even though their record is what it is. You know, we didn't think what happened yesterday was going to happen, I think. Um, none of us here could have predicted what happened yesterday. You know what I'm saying? If you say you, you, you knew this was going to happen, you're a liar. You know what I'm saying? What happened is uh, the Patriots won against the Chargers 45 to zero. You know, we saw a lot of things in this game, man. We saw some stuff on offense, defense, special teams. You know, um, when you watch the game, like, in your view, what, what happened in the game? What, was it, what were the keys to winning in the game? Um, and do you think the Patriots can keep winning the way they've been playing? Well, I predicted that was going to happen. <laughs> Wait, you, you predicted there was going to be a blowout? I told you guys we're going to win six games straight. Yes, yes. That, that <laughs> you did. That for sure. That for sure. Listen. No, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy your, your prediction is coming through so far. You know what I'm saying? I have no problems. I have no issues. No, I got a long way to go, but so far it's looking good. I think this is um, Belichick's fine coaching. I think um, Belichick doesn't have Tom Brady anymore. Tom Brady used to mask a lot of issues for the team. And I think Belichick is winning with all, all three faces of the game, offense, defense, and specials. Last, um, the la last game against the Chargers, I think the defense played really well, shut, shut down a rookie quarterback. Um, rookie quarterbacks have almost no chance against Bill Belichick, except for a few. Um, but Ooh, like Mark Sanchez? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, a few of them have gotten lucky, but um, when you're a rookie quarterback, you're facing the uh, Bill Belichick defense, you're most likely going to lose, like, and you're most likely going to look bad at it, um, and that's what happened yesterday. That's what happened yesterday. Even though I thought, I didn't think, um, I didn't think it was a bad, I, I didn't think he played that bad. I, I thought they had some play on offense, but I think the, the Bill Belichick defense was just overpowered overpowering for Justin, um, Justin Herbert. Um, and, and, and I just want to give credit to Gunnar Olszewski, you know what I mean, with the, with the return, the punt return and, and the touchdown from, um, from Stidham. Um, and, you know, the, the, the defense played well. Um, I thought we, played, we had great rush on, on the front line. I thought it was another game for the uh, – it was another good game for the defensive line. Um, and it was also another good game. It was a good game for our um, defensive back um, and also 
um, it was a good game for the special team. Um, the block, the block, the block kick, and the the punt return. Just and last week we had um, the game last week against the Cardinals. Um, the against cards, the Cardinals, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We, yeah. It was it was a very similar game. The defense played well. The offense contributed some, but the um and and the the special team had to score in order for us to win. So I think I think. I think it's Bill Belichick's coaching, trying to play complementary football, having all three part of the team play together to get us a win. So, uh, can we keep winning like this? It's gonna be hard, but if anybody can do it, it's Belichick. You know what I mean? Um, the players on on special team, we can say, hey, part of it is luck. You know what I mean? You you can plan it, but you you have to get you have to be lucky to get those touchdowns. So. Um, but nevertheless, um, nobody like Johnson. Nobody thought we were gonna produce a shutout, and we did. It was that's impressive. A, that's a fact. We actually got a shutout this season. Yeah, like was, I didn't think we would do that at all. It was impressive. It was yeah, it was, facts. It was truly impressive. But yeah, no, this was certainly a impressive victory that we saw from the Patriots yesterday. This was. Uh, by far their best performance as a team that they've had this season to this point. Uh, it was shocking to me, at least, that they played this well and that the Chargers played that badly. Um, you know, I, I think definitely a lot of it had to do with, you know, coaching and, you know, coming up with the game plan that Belichick did. Um, but certainly, I think, you know, some of it, or not some of it, a good part of it was uh, execution. I thought their you know, execution pretty much um, on all three phases was really good and they executed at a high level as to where the Los Angeles Chargers did not uh, at all. They, they were certainly, um, you know, made right from the start. They, they, they took it right to the Chargers uh, on that first drive, uh, ran the football right down their throat, um, you know, with the running backs and Cam Newton uh, and kind of set the tone uh, offensively and them, you know, playing, a, you know, physical ground game and establishing the running game and going for that fourth down that they did and converting that and, you know, having trust in the offense that they were going to be able to execute and convert that, you know, fourth down to keep the drive going and to, uh, you know, be able to get a touchdown in which they did on that drive was definitely uh, big. That's what got the, you know, the, the game started for them on the right foot uh, and then, you know, the defense and special teams took it from there. Uh, you know, the defense was, I mean, they were phenomenal. Uh, yes, that was spectacular what we saw from the Patriots' defense to shut out that offense as much talent as we spoke about last week that the Chargers have on the offensive side of the ball. Um, that is, you know, incredible that they were able to, to do that. Uh, you know, Everybody made free plays on all three levels, defensive line, linebackers, secondary. Everybody did their job and did their thing and, and did their part to help contribute to this wing. They got a couple of picks. Um, you know, Chase Winovich got one, and Mr. IMT, J.C. Jackson, uh, got another one. Back on the board. Uh, yes, sir. Back on the board. Like that streak. He's starting up another streak. I just uh, want to cut you off real quick, Barry. That pick. That that pick by Winovich, he looked like the receiver out there. He did. Like, no, like the way the way he waited, because he he anticipated that throw and the way he caught it, he literally like he he looked like the receiver out there. Yeah, no, he certainly did. But 
But then again, that was like a dumb throw. I don't know why he threw that ball and, and you know, and what he was seeing uh, on the, you know, coverage that, that made him throw that ball across the field. Usually when you throw across the field and across your body like that, more times than not, good things don't happen. Uh, so I assume, but you know, nevertheless, that was a great play by Winovich. I was impressive for, you know, outside linebacker and to be able to make that kind of interception because we don't see that too often. Uh, certainly, I thought that what really was the most impressive was the execution of the special teams, especially on that, uh, you know, punt return that uh, Gunnar Skeshti had uh, slithered through a great block um, to be able to give him some room to, you know, get going and get upfield. And then, uh, you know, a few other guys, good blocks, and then pretty much he did the rest and, you know, made the kicker miss, uh, made a nice move to, uh, you know, juke the kicker, and he was gone. So that was definitely impressive uh, to, you know, to, to see them get a punt return for a touchdown. And thankfully this week they didn't have that uh, called back. Uh, so I think they learned, you know, from last week, you know, on how to execute a punt return um, successfully without any penalties. Uh, but I think last week was also the turning point for the special teams because I think that's what got their confidence up and got them going uh, and gave them that boost was, you know, having that punt return, um, you know, got called back. They were still able to execute that uh, well enough so they knew what to do, um, you know, in, in order to get a, you know, gunner in the open field and then let him do his thing and, you know, make a, guys miss once he gets to that point uh but certainly i think you know as far as whether this is sustainable or not or whether they can keep winning like this uh i'm not sure because they're gonna be facing some better you know pass you know defenses and or defenses in general so they're gonna need more from a passing. passing game i mean they have to pass <laughs> the ball more in order to when i get that they're running the football a lot in which they should be doing, uh, you know, staying committed to the running game and uh, using the running backs and Cam Newton to run the ball because that's what they're best at doing offensively. Uh, but they're definitely going to need more uh, production from the passing game and more production from the receivers if they're going to continue to to win games m moving forward because, uh, you know, these teams are going to, you know, be ready for the running game and, you know, stack the box and plan to stop the run and force uh, Cam Newton to, you know, beat them, you know, with the passing game and with his arm and, you know, get to done that. He's had some good passings, but they haven't, unfortunately, uh, won those games that he's thrown the ball well. So they're going to need to figure out a way to be able to be effective, balanced and be effective both in the pass and run game at the same time and kind of keep the defenses, um, you know, guessing and on their toes as far as what, the Patriots are going to do. And then the other two phases, they just got to keep doing their thing and keep doing what they're doing. Uh, and if they do that at a high level, this team uh, should be able to be successful and put themselves in a good position to be competitive and win these uh, games, win uh, these, uh, these four games that they have left uh, of the season. You know, yeah, they've, they've been playing pretty well offensively. Um, you know, Justin Herbert's been able to throw it pretty good. Um, you know, but it's all been predictable. You know, um, Keenan Allen's one of the top targeted uh, weapons in the league. So everything goes through him. And you can see that in the game, they didn't make any adjustments. You know, he kept trying to feed Keenan Allen a lot. You know what I'm saying? I think um, Keenan Allen had at least 10 targets in the game yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of those weren't, weren't connecting. You saw, you know, one of the worst 
um, special teams teams in the league. You know, we, we played yesterday, and the Patriots are always one of the top, you know, special teams units in the league always, you know. Um, and I listen to Josh McDaniels, and one of the things he always says is um, he knows the Chargers a lot, you know, very well. They don't change very much. He knows exactly what they're going to do, both offense and defense. You know what I'm saying? Um, so from that, I, I, I took away that they were pretty much prepared for all the stuff that they would probably see in the game. Um, and, you know, you saw that Justin Justin Herbert kept on the ball throughout the game. You know, even though it wasn't working, they never went away from it, even like in the last quarter. It's like, yo, why are we, why are we throwing? There was so many overthrown balls. There were so many, um, you know, balls that were – nobody was around, you know. And um, also what you saw was a Patriots defense that that's coming into its own, you know, since – Stephon Gilmore came back. You know, they've been getting better and better. Um, a Lawrence guy who's in the middle of the line has been getting better and better. And, and with Adam Butler, you know, they, they're creating havoc. And um, as Vlad and I were talking about before, you know, Justin Herbert, man, the, the rookie quarterback, you know, is, <laughs> they, they rarely win against us. And, you know, when they do, it's not like, you know, a blowout or anything like that. So, um, you know, I think the Patriots went in there and did what they had to do. Now, did I think it was going to be 45 zip? Absolutely not. You know, I'm thinking it was oh. going to be like 27, 21 or something like that, you know. Um, and um, I mean, the keys to winning was obviously the running game because we're the top run, running team in the league. You know what I'm saying? And I think we 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 had more yards than we usually average yet in yesterday's game. You know, you saw Cam Newton ran it 12 times in the first half alone. You know, and it looked like it was intentional. Um, I saw that they they had a couple wrinkles in there. They had um, Damian Harris catching the ball. He wasn't, you know, to start to start the drive. Um, he wasn't a wild card. What is wild it, wildcat? Wildcat, yeah. you know, um, formation. Um, and I, I like that a lot, you know, because it, it looked like they were being really creative. Um, but, you know, the Patriots didn't do much else in the first quarter, you know, other than the, the special team stuff. You know, we didn't do much on offense. It's just <laughs> – you know, the Chargers are very, very inept. And, um, you know, I actually thought Anthony Lynn was going to be um, gone, you know, um, as of today, because that, that was the worst loss they've had in their franchise history, 45 to zip. And uh, oh, one really? thing I, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I always remember about him is when we played him in that playoffs and, you know, we just like ripped off 14 points and he's like, it's too easy. I'm like yesterday, it looked real easy, you know, um, no matter what we did. And uh, that, that blocked, that blocked punt return, before the half, that was like a backbreaker right there. That was that was yeah, the game, you know. Goal, um, they could have went into the locker room and came back, maybe had you know some sense of confidence. But I feel like that block and that touchdown, you know, deflated their their whole you know the whole game for them, you know. And then it just looked like they didn't make any adjustment even coming out of the half either. Yeah, you know, yeah. they couldn't run the ball, they couldn't pass the ball, they couldn't screen the ball, they couldn't do anything yesterday, man. And um, no, no, nothing. You know, they did nothing well. Yeah, I think that's a team that definitely needs to. Uh, reevaluate what they got because they got a really good quarterback and um you know it sucks because i started him on fantasy you know because oh, yeah, um, he's actually one of my he's been yeah didn't do nothing for me right That's he's cool. been um one of the best quarterbacks you know in fantasy you know for the oh, last absolutely. several games you know um the right, guy has right. thrown for oh you know 300 yards the last five games has scored a touchdown in every game he's played so far and he didn't get shit yesterday you know and um the other right, guy had, that- had but listen to this. The other guy I had to replace him if he couldn't go was um Carson Wentz. So who who what choice did I have? Oh, you know, man, <laughs> but to go oh. with Herbert as as yeah, you know the starter there. Start, yeah, you know, 
Tough game um, for you for quarterbacks for your fantasy team. Sorry to hear that, John. That's about it. Um, as far as um, can the Patriots keep winning how they've been playing? I mean, you know, they have so far, you know, so I don't see why they can't do it, you know, unless they face one of those teams that's going to score in bunches and we got to keep up with that. And, you know, we can't, we definitely can't um, keep up with that playing the run the whole time. And, you know, Right now, our offense is not very diverse. We don't have too much things going on. You know, we're just out muscling people, you know, and our offensive line is getting the job done, you know, so um, I'm glad that's I do, happening. I do have to say, um, I don't think we can keep winning if if Kim Newton is not throwing more than 69 yards or 89 right. yards or whatever the hell Which, um, yesterday. It's just, really? it's just impossible to win with that um, little of offense. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about his job security, actually, after, after seeing Stidham out there for a little bit. Um, not, that, not that I think Stidham deserved to be out there because the game was basically over, but I thought it was a little early for Belichick. I thought I, I feel as though Stidham usually getting there maybe with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, but he was out there early, maybe on like eight, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. I thought that was a little bit early. Yeah, um, I don't think I had a problem with it, you know, just because we were 45-0 at the – well, we were 38-0. I don't have a problem with it either. I just think it's – Kim Newton should be worried. Right, right. I mean, Cause, when, cause he when – threw, He threw a touchdown. Yeah, and, when um, Sidham comes out there, man, it looks like a regular – what offense is supposed to be other than, you know, the, the interceptions that he's thrown, you know. Yeah, that's um, why it's but, scary. That's why it's scary. Yeah. That's why I think it's scary for Kim Newton. For sure. You know, um, I think Stidham definitely can make a lot of NFL throws that, you know, Cam Newton is not making to this point. But, you know, we got to understand, too, um, Stidham's been in, in, you know, on the team for for longer for a longer period of time, too. Yeah, you know, and, you know, back to your point, Cam Newton did only throw for 69 yards um, last week. What do you, what do you throw for? Last uh, 84 week. last week, last week. Yep. 69 this week, you know, but he had more completions this week. Um, and, you know, I think the question is, like, can Cam Newton, you know, can he um, – is this sustainable? You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, is his lack of weapons and throwing abilities sustainable? Well, his lack of weapon – I think some of the quarterbacks could make a little bit more with the weapon he has. But because he's limited with his throwing abilities – He's um he's also his weapons are suffering because of that as well. Um, I I just don't think it's sustainable if if he if we cannot throw for 150 yards at least, you know, what I mean, make some plays happen, throw one or two touchdowns. Um, the guy the guy to have thrown what is it five four touchdowns for the the whole year five the touchdowns whole year. five, five, five touchdowns the whole year. He has nine interceptions. Listen, yeah. man, I, I'm I, I'm rooting for him. I've been rooting for him, but. Not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, what do you think? Like, is is that sustainable to you? Uh, no, it, it certainly isn't sustainable uh, to me as far as Kim Newton, you know, playing like this on offense in the passing game and not really showing much production uh, in terms of, you know, the yardage that he's thrown for. The yardage definitely has to um, improve with, significantly like drastically like even starting next game you know I know it's going to be tough for him to do that I will get into that in a little bit um you know with you know a preview of the next game but uh certainly he has to do a much better job of um you know of completing passes down the field because everything that he's completing is um either check downs in, in, in the flat 
uh, you know, to the running backs or short, quick routes that are, you know, within 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. So uh, we need to see, you know, him throw like he threw the ball against the Seahawks and against the Texans, even though they lost those games, he still threw the ball well. So he's shown flashes and shown the capability of being able to throw the football effectively uh, in stretches. He just needs to do that more consistently. Like these games where he's thrown for less than 100 yards, we know damn well you're not going to win football games like that in the NFL, um, you know, from week to week. Uh, th- th- that's just not how the game uh, is played, you know, right now. That, that's, you know, it's a passing league and a scoring league. So you need to, you know, be able to throw the football down the field and complete those balls down the field and uh, and, and throw for touchdowns and, and put points up on the board that way. That's what we're going to need to see moving forward if the Patriots have a really good chance of making a run at the playoffs and uh, and to continue to keep winning games uh, at a rate that, you know, we can all feel confident that, yeah, this is what they need to do and this is how they need to play, uh, you know, in, in the passing game in order to be able to, um, you know, in, in order to be, to be able to be successful on offense because sooner or later defenses are going to catch up to that and uh, they're going to be playing some better defenses coming up. So that he, he definitely he needs to, you know, be able to do, you know, much more than what he's been doing. Or else you guys are right. He's not going to keep his job for much longer because he was surprised that uh, Jared Pickham, as I like to call him, was actually throwing the football. Well, he didn't look like Jared Pickham yesterday. He well, had a few good throws to, in to... there and, um, and, and definitely looked pretty accurate and, uh, the, the, his balls look sharp and, uh, and and came out really well. So you know, to be to be to be honest, he only threw three passes. I was just gonna so say that. To be fair, it's like yo, the but, guy but, threw three passes. But I, but I agree with Barry. Those passes look better than than Cam Newton's did. I mean, they look they look better than Cam Newton's when 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 he came in earlier in the season. You know, what I'm saying it's just he just threw picks you know yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. bad you know but um if he if he didn't throw any picks those games i guarantee you he's the starter for the patriots right now possibly, you know possibly. um could, you know potentially right 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 i mean I, I agree with you guys this is definitely not sustainable um you know like the weapons they have been a little better you know i think you know cam newton definitely hasn't been doing very good at getting them the ball um he's actually better with the you know the um intermediate passes uh you know more than the short passes because he throws a lot of them in the into the ground the, the short, um, yeah the short passes they, are either into the ground yeah, or they get blocked at the line of right screen. he he's better on the passes, but you got to throw like 15 20 yards you know um because he gets more time in the pocket and he sees where the guy is going but even then yeah, but he's you not know much yardage, John. right those passes on game. No. That's what I'm saying. The, the short passes, even though he's been uh, incomplete in some, he's been hitting some as well. And that's why, you know, when he's been hitting those short passes, he hasn't been getting much yardage on the right. I hear what you're saying, though. But uh, the interme- if he was hitting the intermediate passes more, he would be getting more yardage. Like, there were intermediate passes yesterday weren't there. There were a few balls that were thrown to Jacoby Myers and Demari Burris that um, yeah, Myers had a couple drops, but uh, there were also some badly poorly thrown balls at intermediate routes that just, you know, he, that should, he should have connected on that. He wasn't able to. Right. I mean, um, he has a higher completion rate with balls 15 plus yards than he does the shorter ones. That's what I'm trying to say, you know, compared, um, you know, 
So, I mean, he just needs to get, like, the short stuff, you just need to complete those at a really high rate, at a really high clip, because it's like, that's what they're there for, they're check downs, you know what I'm saying? They're like your, they're your safety, uh, you know, valves right there, you know, so you should be able to hit those pretty well. Um, He's hit a couple um, James White screens pretty well, and James White has made some miracles with some of those throws as well, you know, Um, but he definitely needs to get that together. But um, we do have to, um, you know, give him props on his running. You know, he, he made history. You know, he's um he's had three seasons with ten touchdowns or more, you know, as a quarterback. That's ten you know, rushing, he's the first ten, ten rushing, rushing ten rushing touchdowns. Yep. Um and he's the first to do that. So in two thousand eleven, which was his rookie year, he scored fourteen. In two thousand fifteen he scored eleven. And then two thousand twenty he scored eleven now and counting. So, you know, we've gotta give him props for that and he's been putting his body on the line for sure. And you know, I mean at this point he really is the best option for our team because we're run heavy, you know what I'm saying? Um, and he he helps he helps open stuff up, you know. So um, we got to give him props for that at least, you know. Um, but we did see a guy score yesterday that you know we've been getting on pretty hard, you know. And that's Nikhil Harry. He actually showed up and caught a touchdown. So we got to give him props for that. Finally, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> for real, finally. Right. About damn time. Shoot, took him long right. enough. Right. Right. And then I'm um, saying congratulations to uh, Bill Belichick because he's one in fifty stadiums now since the Super Bowl era started, you know, most ever by a coach um, to do that, you know, so he keeps adding on to his resume. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about playoffs, you know, but we can't even talk about playoffs yet because one, we got to win out, you know, um, that's, that's first and foremost, we got to win out. And two, you know, the Ravens, Dolphins, um, who else is out there? The Ravens and Dolphins and uh, the Raiders, they got to like, they got to start losing games for us to, you know, to start be thinking about the playoffs. Ground, exactly. Exactly, right, you know, because right. right now they have better records than us, so we can't, like, leapfrog them when we're only 500, even though we beat those guys, you know. We need that tiebreaker, but even then we're, we're, we'd have a tiebreaker against a team that's not even in the playoffs yet, you know, because they're in the hunt right now, you know. Um, right, well, that Miami game is going to be big because they play Miami in a couple of weeks. So we need Miami to lose a couple. Game. We need they're Miami to lose a couple. Against Miami. And yeah, for I sure. Miami to win, uh, to lose at least another game as well. I know they're playing the Chiefs week, uh, so they're most likely going to lose that game. But we definitely need to beat Miami when we play them uh, in a couple weeks in Miami, which is going to be a tough game. But so hopefully we can handle business that game. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, you know, we, we got to get that tiebreaker, right? Because we beat them before. So you right, know, hopefully right. we yeah. get it. Um, hopefully the Chiefs win. You know, um, hopefully Tua, Tua starts against us because you know what Bill Belichick does with rookie quarterbacks, oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Um, a few right, weeks right. ago, I heard him say, yo, this is a lot easier than I thought, you know, talking about, you know, playing in the league because he won like three games and then he got injured. So I was like, well, I guess, I guess it's real easy, you know. Um, but, you know, that was that was a recap for the, the game that just happened. Um, we have another game coming up in a couple of days on Thursday, right? Um, and that's... Uh, the page, yeah, quick turnaround. They stayed out there in UCLA um, in their facilities. So um, they're playing the Rams, who are 8-4 and four right now. Um, they're leading the NFC West. You know, Seahawks lost to the, lost to the Giants, yes, um, on Sunday, which was wild to me. Um, oh, that's crazy. Right. You know, but the Seahawks always do, like, some weird stuff where they lose to teams that they shouldn't be losing to, you know? Right. Um, it's right. weird. They play down to their competition. Exactly. Right. Um, and, you know, I guess the question is, like, do you – well, I know what, what Vlad's answer is. Do you, do you think the Patriots can take this game? Uh, what are the keys to winning this game? Um, you know, and let's talk about who are some of their most dangerous players and, 
you know, will the short wheat help us or hurt us? Well, you guys already know my answer to that question. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, the, the, the Rams are doing good. They're eight and four, right? So that's, that's the a team is as good as their record. So that's a good team. They, they have, they have some good weapons on offense, Derek Henderson. Um, and so, so it's going to be, it's going to be a tough game for us, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a game that we definitely might lose. Um, but, but because we have Bill Belichick, I think, I think, I think we're going to win this game. Um, I, I, I think Kim is going to have to play better. He's going to have to throw the ball. Um, which I, I know he can do, but is he going to do it without throwing two interceptions? I think that's the question. You know what I mean? Because he's thrown the ball before. He's thrown for 300 yards, 250 yards, but he needs to throw it without throwing an interception. Um, I think we, got, we, we might be able to um, put that, keep that game sh- short and keep that game um, low scoring because we've done it against the Rams before in the Super Bowl previous games. Um, but it's going to be a tough game for sure. Yeah, um, man, it is going to be a tough game without question. Uh, as much as I'd like to say that we, you know, will win this game, I don't think we'll win, you know, th- th- this game. Uh, I just don't think that the Patriots have enough offensively or will do enough offensively and score um, enough points and move the ball uh, as effectively as they need to against that uh Los Angeles Rams uh, defense because, I mean, their defense, man, you're talking about uh, an elite top three defense in the NFL with some big-time uh, playmakers and some of the best defensive players in the league. Like, uh, for example, you know, Aaron Donald. Can we know how much of a beast that guy uh, and he got Rex Havoc? I uh, know he controlled him and did a good job of him in the Super Bowl, but I mean, he's still a force to be reckoned with and offensive line is going to have our hands full. Uh, and then also one of the elite corners in the league, uh, Jalen Ramsey, who's certainly been playing well and been showing uh, that he is one of the best corners in the league and that he was worth that contract that the Rams gave him uh, and, and worth all that money. So he's certainly been playing exceptionally well uh, this year and is pretty much uh, play all of his own and uh, shut down all the top receivers in the game, even shut down DK Metcalf uh, a few weeks ago when the Rams played the, you know, played the Seahawks. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is going to be one of those games where if the Patriots do have any chance of winning, the defense is going to have to win it for them, kind of like they did against the Cardinals, where the defense uh, shut the Cardinals' offense down and pretty much uh, – won the game, it's going to have to be a similar performance to that because I don't see the offense playing well uh, enough to be able to win. And, uh, and I don't even see Cam Newton throwing uh, the ball well in this game because we you know we've said that he has to throw the ball better in order for the Patriots to uh, be able to consistently win games. But uh, this week, I just I think he's going to struggle, and I think that offense as a whole is going to struggle. Uh, so it's going to have to be defense and special teams that comes up uh, big in order for the Patriots to have any chance of winning this game. And then coaching as well. Uh, you know, definitely the Patriots have the edge in that factor uh, with, you know, Belichick, um, or, you know, against McVay. And we know that McVay absolutely sweats Belichick. And as we saw in the Super Bowl, he kind of uh, gets starstruck when he's Belichick. So I think, you know, certainly the Patriots have to take advantage of uh, the you know coaching factor 
Um, and Belichick has to be on his game uh, and, and then have a really good, you know, game plan for, for the Patriots um, to be able to have any chance of winning. Uh, but unfortunately, I just don't think that they're going to be able to score enough points to be able to win this game on Thursday night. I uh, think the quick turnaround uh, can, you know, can, can, hurt, can hurt us uh, for, for sure uh, since we have some guys that are, you know, banged up um, and they don't, you know, really get a lot of, you know, rest and a lot of, you know, don't get a whole week to be able to recover. Uh, so they only get a few days before they have to play um, another game. So I think, you know, it hurts us more than helps us. But, you know, hopefully those guys will, um, you know, do what they need to do and uh, to be able to get themselves ready to play on Thursday night. But this is certainly a game where uh, the Patriots have to play a perfect game in order to win. And I just don't think they'll be able to do that. Yeah, man. Um, I know earlier on during the year, the Rams were actually ranked like top in offense and defense, you know, so I don't know what they right. are now, um, you know, because as the weeks go on, you know, the averages change and it just levels out. But I believe they're still tops in, in offense and defense. So, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be some work cut out for us. You know, um, what I'm hoping is, you know, um, Jared Stidham, I mean, not Jared Stidham, Jared Goff, um, you know, shits the bed again. And, you know, it's like you were saying, it's kind of like got star starstruck in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we confuse them a lot. And, you know, if anybody can do it, Bill Belichick and, and that defense can, and they've, they've been playing their best football as of late. So, you know, hopefully they can continue that um, going forward. Um, and you're right, you know, with, with McVay, he's definitely starstruck. And I'm, I'm hoping that they do some stuff out of character, you know. Um, and do I think they can, they can win the game? Absolutely. You know, we've seen what a lot of the Patriots games have been against some of the best teams in the league this year, you know a lot of the games that they've won, you know, the Ravens, Cardinals, they're, they're some of the top teams in the league and we've done what we had to do. You know, even a, a Dolphins who's, who's challenging for a number one spot right now, you know, with the Bills and stuff in the AFC East. So, you know, all our wins have come against winning teams. So I, I won't say we can't win. You know, it's definitely going to be a challenge. Um, does the quick turnaround help or hurt us? I mean, I think in this instant, it might help us because we're kind of like on a high from, from the Chargers. You know, but like you said, you know, it's a quick turnaround and we know what the NFL does, you know, when, when the body, when the body's on the line like that, you know, um, well, good luckily. Thing is, good thing is we don't have to travel. We already right. in, we already in LA. So that thing that's gonna, that's gonna be good for us. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'll definitely be impressed with the Rams. If I mean, with, with the Patriots, if they can beat the Rams, because you saw the Rams did beat uh, Tampa Bay, you know, a couple weeks back. You know, and they made a big, big deal about it. But um, but we can we can prepare a team better on a short week than Bill Belichick. You know, I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, we're talking about some of the best defensive backs with Jalen Ramsey, but we don't throw the fucking ball anyway. So <laughs> what what are you gonna do? You know, but he's good on stopping the runs too. So you know, well, um, we definitely got our 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 work cut out for us, man. Barry, you look no, like you no, were gonna no, say something. No, 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 no question that have um our work cut out for us. Certainly the you know the the Rams not only beat the, the Bucks but they also beat the Seahawks as well. Uh so the they've definitely got some impressive wins and, and being some good quality teams. Uh you, you know I I definitely hear everything that you're saying, uh John and you definitely bring up some good points, but I just think that you're right, even though we don't throw the ball, they're gonna need to throw it more 
this game, and the yeah. only they have Jalen Ramsey. Uh, their secondary is pretty good in the back end as well. Um, as far as the safeties, and then the other starting corner that they have is pretty good. I saw some of that game against the Bucks on Monday night, and they played pretty well. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, and then offensively, um, you know, they're hopefully Jared Goff, you know, has another trash and garbage game, but I think that um, what he'll definitely have a better game this time around because if you can remember, they didn't have Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl, and that's been his security blanket. Uh, so when, you know, Cooper Cobb is there, that's when he plays his best, and certainly uh, he's done that this, this season. He's been a very uh, effective weapon for them and, you know, their, their go-to guy in key situations, as well as Robert Woods. I think he's another guy that can uh, be able to, you know, make, make plays and, you know, and makes big catches as, as well when they need to. So he's another guy that the Patriots are secondary is going to have to do a good job of covering and making sure that uh, he doesn't, make, you know, make too many big plays against us. And then they run the football effectively. They have a running um, by run by committee, kind of like we do in a sense, but the, the running game is pretty solid as well. So uh, it's going to have to be another strong defensive performance in order for us to win this game because, um, you know, the Rams have a better offense, I feel like, than uh, they did when we played in, in the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, ho hopefully we'll be able to, you know, to, to execute at a high level and um, like we did against the Chargers because that's what it's going to take in order for the Patriots to, 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 to win this game and to stop their key playmakers on both sides of the ball. Yeah, um, one thing, though, if, um, you know, if you got Cooper Cup, you might want to sit him this week if you're on fantasy because you know what the Patriots do with the number one, you know, weapon. You know what I'm nah, saying? It's like a straight – listen, I, I get it, I get it. But, you know, we just played um, – Keenan Allen, you know, who's, who's one of the tops also. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, he didn't do much against us. You know what I'm saying? Um, we know how to take the top the top um, weapon out of the game, you know. They might get, you know, some some touches, but they're definitely not going to kill us. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're not going to be the ones to actually win the game. It's going to be somebody else we're not even talking about that's going to, you know, like a tight end that's going to catch the timely balls. You know what I'm they saying? Do have some um, solid tight ends too, right. That, like Everett, yep. um, Higby, so – those guys can um, effectively make plays too, and we've struggled against uh, tight ends that you know can be able to you know re receive the ball well and, and and be effective pass catchers. So hopefully our coverage against tight ends is much better than it has been you know th this year because hasn't been very good. But we at least did do a better job in um covering uh, Hunter Henry, who's one of the better tight ends in the league. We did you know so we're able to pretty much shut him down yesterday. So hopefully we can continue that um, against the Rams. That's a fact, man. Um, but, yeah, hopefully, man, the Patriots can go in there and get handle some business and some of these other teams can, you know, you know, lose um, <laughs> so that, oh, really? you know, we can, we can get what we need to get. But I think it's definitely, um, you know, there's definitely possibilities for us. Another Patriots news, um, Julian Edelman tested positive. Well, did he test positive or he's on the COVID-19 um, reserve list. You know, I don't know if he tested positive, but something had to happen. You know, um, around someone that tested positive for probably or in contact with one that ended up having a positive COVID test. That's usually what uh, it means if they don't didn't test uh, positive. So that's probably what the case was with Jules. Right. Um, Dante Moncrief officially signed to the 53-man roster. 
Um, he's added some spark, you know, on special teams and, and some spot receiving so far. Um, and to make room for him, we actually cut a guy we just got for a seventh-round pick, um, Isaiah Ford. Um, so he had to be the casualty. And, you know, Bill Belichick ain't afraid to cut people. That ain't Wow, really already him. done? That was fast, man. He's out of there. We just picked him up and boom. He's out of there. Done. Um, Didn't even play yet. Right. And, you know, Patriots continue making moves for the season because um, they were awarded um, linebacker Jack Sitchi or Chichi off waivers from the Tampa Bay Bucks. So those are um, some Patriots news, um, some NFL news. Um, you know, some rescheduled games are being played on Monday, and that's um, Washington versus the Steelers, right? And then the Ravens play the Cowboys on Tuesday, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Um, Lamar Jackson, he actually is off the COVID-19 list, and he, he's slated to return uh, to the game on Tuesday. Um, some other news, Will Fuller and Bradley Roby both were suspended six games uh, for violating the NFL PED policy. You know, um, <laughs> in a surprising move, I thought, this, you know, the whole staff was going to get fired, but Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator for, for the Jets, uh, he got fired uh, today. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I felt like this this had to get a mention because <laughs> we spoke about these guys earlier on, before, you know, when the football season first started and the Patriots were struggling. We were comparing them to the Cleveland Browns. And um, the Cleveland Browns, you know, overnight, you know, kind of like have a Patriots-like record for this year so far. They're 9-3. and three. Um, and, you know, they've claimed a winning season for the first time since 2007. So congratulations to them. Um, wow. That's yeah. impressive. That's awesome. Good for them. Right. And uh, we also like to say congratulations to the people that made the playoff bracket in the Pro Fan Sports Podcast Sleeper League. You know, um, and, you know, for those who played, you know, period. Thank you for participating. We appreciate you. And um, hopefully we can try and get you some stuff out there. So stay tuned. Maybe we have an announcement or something. Um, Vlad, did you want to give an update on, on the fantasy? Yeah, sure. The playoffs um, started this week. Um, so we had Joe Mazaka. How do you pronounce his Mazeka. name? Mazeka. Joe Mazeka um, got a bye, so he didn't play this week. And Woody Luders got the second bye, so he also didn't play this week. The games I played this week were um, Rita Fletcher versus um, Jamari Johns. Um, Rita Fletcher is actually whooping ass right now. Ooh! Okay, Rita. All right, all right. So she's most likely going to win by the end of um, this week, and she's going to be facing Joe Mezaka next next week for the for for the semifinals. Um, the next matchup. A- Go ahead. My bad. The next matchup is. Um, Kaz, um, I think that's one of your boys, John. Yeah, that's Andy Kazo. He's actually an officer, Cambridge police officer. Yeah, Andy Kazo versus um, um, Kevin, um, your boy, Barry. I forgot his oh, name. Oh, Kevin Tame. Kevin Tame. Kevin Tame. Kevin money. Um, so um, Andy Kazo is beating Kevin Tame um, 102 to 63. So Andy Kazo, <gasps> Andy oh, Kazo oh, is... Man. Andy Kazo is going to move on to face Woody Luders in the semifinals. Um, so we, it looks like we have a good semifinals coming up. And good luck to those guys. No, for sure, man. Thanks, Vlad. I appreciate Absolutely. that, man. Thank you, Vlad. And um, again, you know, thank you for the plays that's been playing, you know, for the, for the um, Pro Fan Sports merch package, you know. And if you want your own, you know, Pro Fan Sports gear this Saturday, 76 Bishop Allen Drive, Pull up. We'll be there. We're selling some stuff, man. So uh, we'll see you there. Um, and that's going to yes, be sir. it for the NFL. 
It's going to be it for the NFL. We're going to move into the NBA real quick um, where, you know, things are moving rapidly right now, right? Um, the season's coming back pretty quick. Um, the first half of the schedule, the first half of the season schedule is now out, is available. So uh, if you follow your team, you can go on their website and, and get, um, you know, get their schedule right now, actually. You know, uh, other NBA news, Russell Westbrook traded to Washington Wizards for John Wall. Um, you know, so I heard I heard a joke actually this week. It was like, yeah, Washington, um, no, 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 Houston <laughs> traded for Russell Eastbrook because John Wall is coming from the East and they kind of have like, they kind of have like similar styles and stuff, you know. Um, but I feel like John Wall may be a little more of a team player when it comes to that. Maybe a little more efficient, you know, than Russell Wilson, you know, at this stage in their career. The Westbrook, um, right, right. right, and you know, I, I love Russ, man. You know, he's definitely um, a great player in this league and, you know, he's had his time to shine, you know, he only played to, to average a triple-double three three years in a row, right? That was it. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, the team kind of, like, <laughs> made it possible for him because, like, you'd see Steven Adams with a rebound right there, and he's like, Russell, get that shit. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it was like, you know, um, and you saw Russell Westbrook hunting for those for those rebounds, you know. Um, but so nevertheless... Saying, Sean, that he was stat padding pretty much? Come on, man. You know, <laughs> nevertheless, you know, he still got it done. Nobody's ever done that before, so yeah, you still got to give him his prop. Doesn't take away from that, man. It's, no. It's a great achievement. Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's something that's never been done in the league. Absolutely. Right. Um, and for that, Houston actually receives a first-round draft pick. Actually, you know, um, one of my buddies said something this week, um, which I, I, I actually agreed with um, um, when it comes to Russell Westbrook. He said that... Um, Russell Westbrook should be coming off somebody's bench, you know, like a championship um, bench. And, you know, I thought about it, and I'm like, that actually makes sense, you know, because Russell Westbrook is instant offense. He doesn't run well with the first team because he's not a passer. And, you know, with, with somebody like James Harden, he has the ball in his hands a lot too. And, you know, Russell, you can't be taking 30 shots a game, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like if, if he did – come off the bench he would help out a team tremendous like a like a contender you know what i'm saying imagine russell westbrook coming off the bench for like you know a nuggets or something you I know think, i think both you and your buddy are nuts yeah no no he would never do that he would but, never do that yeah but nah russell westbrook is a first team player he's way too expensive if you put him with the right guys because he needs to have the ball in his hand he's the ball hugger if you put him in a team with another ball hogger, bro, you're creating a problem for yourself. You have James Harden that's already a ball hogger. You're putting another ball hogger with him. That's like everybody could have said that wasn't going to work in Houston. If, if I have Russell Westbrook, the high-energy guy, the leader of the team, nah, that guy is starting for me. He's yeah, but if you him. have another star that's more efficient, let's say like a like a um, Kevin Durant who was on his team and, you know, Russell Westbrook's coming up, pulling up. It's like, bro, you have Kevin Durant, you know, and – like it just doesn't it doesn't help the team, you know what I'm saying? And that's why he yeah. hasn't been so far into the you know into the postseason. You can get all the points you want, but like if you're not that efficient and you're taking high volume shots, and the you know the more efficient guys are not taking you know as much as you, it's just last, gonna hurt the team. Last, last time he was with um, KD, they went to the um, Western Conference Final. I think I think with the right coach, the right environment, I think. Um, I think Russell Westbrook is a starter and will take a team far. Now I'm not. I'm, there's no way I'm having that. That come on the bench. Too, too, too good of a player. Too, too, like too high energy. Just nah. Too much of a leader. 
impossible. And that's why I feel like he would be great off the bench because he has that high energy and you need that guy to go in. No, I just don't. I can't do that. I, I guarantee you, in a couple of years, Russell Westbrook will be coming off the bench. Yeah, when he's when he's when he <laughs> yeah, can be the same guy anymore. Right now, when he can be the yeah. same guy anymore. Yeah, right, I mean, like when he, he passed his prime and right, and not the same player, and doesn't have the same ability uh, and, and play the same way that he's right. playing right now. Real quick, I just want to ask: Do you guys think him and Bradley Bill will do well in that? He'll play well in Washington. I think they will play well, but I think they will play well together. I think. I think um, Bradley Bill, he, he's a he's a volume scorer. He can score a lot, and and I think um, I think they will. But will they go far? I just don't think that Washington team is gonna go far. Period. Yeah, I just don't think that. I just I just I just don't think that Washington team is that gonna go far. But I think both of them. I think they're gonna make it work. I think the only way it works is if you know Russell Westbrook mentally tells himself, "You're the secondary player," you know, and and creates and opens stuff up for Bradley Bill. You know, um, and he also has that three-point specialist they got over there too, um, with um, the the rookie from last year, Hamuchimaro or something like that. Huchimaro, he's like the the, the kid so from is Japan. It Burton's, Bertrand's, Rez, yes, yes, yes. You need because he's resigned with them, and um, and Hachimura, I believe his name is. Um, he he's an up-and-comer too. So um, he was one of their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I think it works only if Russell Westbrook you know, puts it in his mind that he's a secondary option and he has to feed the guys around him. Because I feel like, you know, for them to actually make, because they're in the East, you know, for them, you know, they, they're competing with like the Charlottes, you know, um, who else are they competing? That, that's pretty much it. Charlottes, Magics, you know, for like an eighth seed or something like that, you know. Um, I think they can finish a little higher, possibly. But yeah. Maybe like a six or a seven. But I mean, they're definitely a bottom tier playoff team in the Eastern Conference without question. Uh, so, but definitely they're, uh, I think, a legit playoff team, uh, you know, with, with that backcourt that they have. So, uh, yeah. but they, they definitely need more around those guys if, you know, in order to be a top team in the East because there's too much talent in the top of the East for them to, you know, either to go too far or to be um, – you know, higher in the standings, Eastern Conference. Yeah, just to make it clear, Russell Westbrook is probably one of my top five favorite players in the league, you know, with his intensity, the way he don't give a damn about nobody. He says, you know, he, he doesn't like 58 point guards in this league, you know what I'm saying? So um, he definitely has a demeanor, and I mean, he's a, he's a star for sure. Um, another news in the NBA, the Lakers extended uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, uh, Anthony Davis to a five-year deal, uh, max deal, max contract, I believe it's uh, 190, 190 mil. Um, and LeBron to a two-year um, extension. Um, I don't know the numbers for LeBron, but he's he's gonna be there until um, you know so the until numbers. Two thousand. Yeah, I do know the numbers. So for LeBron, it was two years, eighty-five mil extension. So he is signed until the two thousand twenty-two, two thousand twenty-three season yep. with the Los Angeles uh, Lakers. And rumor has it that. He's actually tried to sign that deal because he wants to assure and make sure that he's in the league long enough to be able to play along uh, with his son when his son uh, enters the draft. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, what he's looking to to do, um, you know, and why he signed that extension, uh, with, you know, with the Lakers. But, I mean, he can also opt out of it as well, as I'm sure he always has the opt-out option 
of his deal so he can opt out and go to any other team, particularly a team that ends up drafting his son if he decides to do that. Right. And, you know, by the end of that deal, he'll be uh, 38. Um, and, you know, I mean, with the way he's playing, I think <laughs> I think he can play well. And say, he could be, you know, another Vince Carter, bro, you know, um, with the but way I, he's playing. I, I just I, he, he can definitely be another Vince Carter. I just don't know if he's gonna want to come off the bench. I think right. I think um once he once he gets to the point where he has to come off the bench, I can see him retiring. Man, I mean he's LeBron. He has more money than God. So you know, I was gonna say, man, if I if I could get a few mil just to sit on the bench, I'd do it. You know, Yo, LeBron LeBron signed LeBron signed a billion dollar live deal with Nike. That's what I'm and, saying. It's and like, you think you think he's taking. You think he's saying, oh, another two? Come on. No, man. you're right. You're right. He ain't. <laughs> he's like, no, nah, if I ain't starting, I'm out. You know? Yeah. Because um, when, when you're such a great player, you just want, it's not that you want to get out when you're hot, but you just know when you just don't have it as much anymore. Can so, you imagine Kobe coming off the bench? What? <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah, that, that, like, um, um, right. that, 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 or Mike coming off the bench. Mike did. Didn't Mike come off the bench in, in, in Washington? I, I I don't think so. No, I think he started in Washington. He started? You crazy. Yeah, he was in the starting lineup. You crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, that's that. You know, those guys definitely had two bigger egos to. I don't even think, I don't think it's, it's not even an ego, I don't even man. think it's an ego. It's like you made that that great of a career. Why am I coming off the bench? I'm out. Like this is y'all enjoy this game. I did everything already. Right, right I he's not time already exactly. Right, he's not gonna be a Udanis Haslam. You know, yeah, um, no, who signed no, no, another no. deal this year? I'm like, why? Like, why did you guys do <laughs> because, this? Because because right. the mentality the mentality of the Heat is a whole team. You know, I mean, they need family. Him. They need the presence. They need his his energy. His leadership. I love. I but, love. I love you, what. I love what they have going down there in Miami. I but you need, have Iguodala. I think, I think we need more of that in um in in Boston. Absolutely. Hey, we have uh, Iguodala Christmas. got there last year. He doesn't know anything about them yet. <laughs> right. He's he's just getting into the culture. Yeah, he's just getting into the culture. Right. Um. So another uh, NBA news: LeBron says he's switching his number to back to number six and um giving uh Anthony Davis his number twenty three. Um, yeah, he was supposed oh, to do really? it. He was supposed to do it last year, but Nike, I think Nike had printed the shirt. They already had or the sales. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. Um, you know, I mean, whatever, dude. I don't, I don't know why don't we care. gotta do all that bullshit, but whatever, exactly. man. Whatever yeah, floats your boat, dude. You know, it's like what why you're LeBron, why are you giving up anything? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, well, I think I think he I think he just wants to. I, I think I commend LeBron actually for doing that. I think I he think just, he wants to make Anthony Davis happy. Why not? Right, that and also I'm sure he probably wants to pass the torch. Maybe that's his way of passing the torch to AD. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Um, more news. Uh, no random marijuana testing for uh, the NBA this season. You know, yeah. so JL Smith uh, is gonna be the new marijuana des- commissioner. Designated blunt <laughs> uh, on the Lakers, the marijuana commissioner. You know, that's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, that's gonna be uh, Matt Barnes and um and Jackson. Yeah, with yeah, Steven yeah. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Steven Jackson, actually, uh, he sent out an uh, Instagram. He's like, you guys are welcome. Duh. <laughs> like, you know, that, that was funny. Um, he's like, thanks to me and um, uh, his buddy. Matt Barnes? Yeah, thanks to me and Matt Barnes. You know, you guys welcome. You know, so um, <laughs> I think Jalen Brown was asked about it, you know, and he answered it pretty, you know, pretty professionally. Like, you know, with all the stipulations they had to, 
you know, agree to. He didn't think that was a big, you know, he agreed with this too. He didn't have any problems with it, you know, with, with everything that's gone on this year. Guys might be stressed. They might have other ways, you know, they can't go out to the clubs. They can't do a lot of shit, you know. So, listen, these guys are going to be cooped up at home. You know, they can't be at strip clubs, you know. Um, don't tell don't tell James Harden. Or Lou Williams. Or Lou Williams. You know, yo, I, I got a, I got a um, big bold prediction. Okay. Oh, okay, let's hear it. JL Smith, MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. This no. dude, oh, this dude he's going he's gonna to smoke a blunt before the game, at halftime, and after the game. Bro, can you imagine? Yeah. JR Smith already doesn't know what the hell the clock is saying or what possession it is. For him to be high on the fucking court, can you? <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. He might be better high. He might be better high. You oh, never he know. might be more focused. He might be. Oh man. Nah, I mean, the maybe that's maybe mind, that's what was missing. Maybe that's what was missing. Right. He need that spinach. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that Jr. Spinach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, on his Popeye for sure. Honestly, honestly, it's like, come on. The league should just get rid of that stuff. Period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if a guy doesn't have like complete problems with this, you know, he's he's walking into the facility smelling like this. You know what I mean? Smell like he just smoked. Like if there's not those issues going on, why are we even regulating this? You know, he like there was a, a bill that passed in Congress that's gonna you know decriminalize marijuana at the federal level. So it's like. The country is changing, man. The times are changing. Like, let people do what they want to do. Um, if it's not, you know, a detriment to your organization or to them or, you know, to the team, I don't think it should be a big deal. And, um, you know, hopefully those guys are responsible, whoever's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, we know Dion Waiters is definitely not responsible with that nah, stuff. So, know. you know, um, him, he, know. Should, he should probably watch out because this dude's on edibles walking into practice and shit. Like, Bro, <laughs> you can't I be heard doing about that. that too. That's why he freaking Miami had to trade and uh and, and, and get him out of there. Cause you're right, he was just too much. He was out of control, man. That 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 guy's something else. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, oh, and, and worse news, I guess, in the NBA, the Portland Trailblazers had to uh, shut down their facilities due to COVID nineteen. Um, forty eight NBA players tested positive out of you know the whole NBA. Um, for um coronavirus so you know they're going into this season they're not going to be in a bubble hopefully these guys are you know keeping safe and staying out of the way you know um and it's just going to be hard man just like football if they're not going to have a if they're not going to have a bubble we're going to see the guys go down man we probably see a lot of games rescheduled you know a lot of um double headers a lot of back-to-backs you know um you know just brace yourself for it you know um Mm -hmm. and um lastly for the nba paul george made a interesting comment um, about Doc Rivers and his usage and the fact that, um, you know, Doc Rivers was using him kind of like, you know, Ray Allen and, um, you know, other players he's had on the team. I think what he says is the way I was being used, I felt like Doc was trying to play me as Ray Allen or a J.J. Redick, all pin downs. I can do it, but that ain't my game. The last season was just hard overall, um, you know, and actually Doc came out today and was like, you know, the coach who is Ty Lue now. Ty Lue was sitting right next to me. It ain't going to be much different, bro. You know what I'm saying? So that that that's funny. I just saw that. I posted it on um, ProFans underscore sports Instagram um, when he had that interview with whoever he had that interview with when he said it that. Was I was like, all the smoke podcast right, right. In Jackson, yeah. And I posted about it. So I said, so what? Like Doc Rivers is all of a sudden a bad coach because Paul George can't, you know, hit the fucking net. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did you guys think about that? Um, did you guys feel any type of way? 
I no, I think it's I, I think people are blowing up proportion. He just said what he felt. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was a tough position for him. It was his first year playing that kind of position. He's not a pin, he's never been a pin down pin down player. He's a point guard. Like he's he's played at when he earlier in his career at um he's a wing Indiana with the Pacers. In, in, with, with the Pacers. He played point point guard. So he's 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 more with trying to create his own play. He's not over there waiting for the ball. I understand that. And he and he himself said, I can do it. It just was hard. And I think he, I think everybody just going out proportion. I don't think he said anything bad. He didn't say, oh fuck, fuck Doc Rivers. He just said I can do what he asked me to do. I just it's just not my preferred position. Yeah, I, I, I have a bit of a problem with you know what, what Paul George said. I mean, I get where he was coming from in terms of you know you know being used more as a you know spot of shooter or a guy that you know comes off the of screen and I you know and is a catch and shoot guy. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I just think that he didn't really take much of accountability of the Clippers collapsing and his putrid performance uh, in those games, and particularly the last three games, which he didn't show up and was straight garbage uh, in, in all three of those games that they lost to Denver when they were down 3-1. Uh, you know, I, I would have just liked to see him take more responsibility uh, since, you know, since he didn't really do his part in those games and he left his team hanging and he let his team down. Uh, did you did you hear the whole interview? So, no, I, I heard them heard what he said. I watched it. I did you, no, did you hear the whole interview? And I didn't think that he should have called out Doc Rivers. Like no, no, no. Did you hear the whole interview? Not the whole interview. So you don't know if he didn't take um if he didn't take any 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 um accountability for what happened. Yeah, but not enough though. Not not. But enough. you, you know if you didn't hear it though. No, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying, but I just, I just don't know if he did. I didn't. Mean, I, 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 the only part I heard was that Doug Rivers stuff. You said you heard the interview, John. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. He didn't take accountability, accountability at all. Not, not, not the kind he needs to. Exactly. Mm. That's my point. Okay. Thank you, John. That's what I'm trying to say. That he, he as one of the, you know, main players and one of the things, uh, you know, guys on the team should have said. Yeah, I need me to play better. I should have done more. I didn't, you know, help my team win, or I didn't do what, uh, you know, what I needed to do in order to put us in a position to be successful and to be able to win that series. That's what I want to come out him to come out and say, and not put Dog Rivers on blast as if you know what I'm saying. He it was Dog Rivers' fault that they lost that series instead of his fault that they lost that series because that the way he played in those games, guys, unacceptable. An all-star player of his caliber should never play that poorly in the playoffs in that game, many games in a row that he, he did against the Denver Nuggets. That That is as bad as I've from any all-star player. Like, to me, the guy is the most overrated player in the league. Like, like, like Paul George, all this talk about Paul George being a great player and being a top 10 player or top 15 player, that talk needs to stop because I've heard enough of and the, the, the guy the guy just, you know what I'm saying, it, it was disappointing to hear those comments he made on that podcast. And I, I, I definitely don't agree with it at all, what he had to, to say. And I like Dr. Rose's response, uh, you know, to his comments. And I thought he, you know, made the correct response that he should 
um, you know, towards Paul George. Yeah, I mean, if he actually took accountability, best believe that clip would have been out too. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, not necessarily. That's not how no. it works. People will be putting the clips out there that's going to get the, the clickbait. The, the clickbait. So we know, the whole, we know how that works. The whole, the whole um, interview is out and nothing's come out. You know what I'm saying? And I watched it and... Um, I mean, I like Paul George, you know what I'm saying, to be to be completely honest. And I don't think he's one of the most overrated players in the league. I think he had, you know, a bad stretch last year for sure. You know, um, for me, I just like players to be more on the humble side. You know what I'm saying? Like like Barry was saying, like, you know, I didn't do what I had to do because, like, Doc Rivers coached you into a 3-1 and one lead. Exactly. So what are we talking I about? in the first place. Exactly. You know, so, like, the guy was coaching fine until – there was no effort, you know, in the games. You know what I'm saying? You could clearly see they had no effort in the last couple of games. You know, you heard you heard um, people like the way um, Kawhi Leonard was talking, you know, to like a Reggie Jackson. I didn't give up the ball for that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like little, <laughs> it's like little shit like that that seep into the team. You know, you got to talk about, you know, how um, Harrell, um, Therese, what's, whatever his name Montrez is, Harrell. Montrez, Montrez Harrell and um, – you know, how and him and, and Lou Williams, the way they were talking about you guys, you know, how you guys don't come to practice and you miss flights and you miss this and that, you know. They should have been talking more about that stuff. But um, I just think for the way that, that Paul George performed, he should have never made those comments at all. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, maybe you could say, hey, you know, um, I definitely like to be used in a different way. I didn't feel like, you know, the way I was being used suit, suit me too much, you know. But That's I, what you he know said. What I'm that's what he not, said. Not, not the way he said it. He's like, yeah. he used me like he was Ray Allen or J.J. Reddick. He's like, why, why are you bringing people's names in there? You because know that's, a, that's, um, part of, that's part of the way Doc coaches. I, I'm, I, listen, I was the first one to call out Paul George last year when he was playing bad. I'm not defending Paul George. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying those comments are just being blown out of proportion. They're not that big yeah. of a deal. That's what I'm saying. No, I, mean, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they're not much of a deal at all. It's like, it's... It's just a bad look for you to even be you know, mentioning that. Exactly, you know, it doesn't look good. You're like, yo, hopefully next year that don't happen again. You know, let's let's. You know what I'm saying? We we had a bad end to the season that sucked. You know, it is what it is. I'm gonna work harder to to do what we got to do next year. You know, um, yeah, exactly. but um, let, let, let's move on from that. Exactly. Right. Let's move on from that. Some Celtics news for you guys. Um, Kimball Walker, he received some stem cell injection in his knee. Uh, he'll be out. You know, for training camp. Uh, preseason, the start of the season. He'll be out until at least um, January. So don't look for Kemba Walker. But, you know, from his press conference, it seems like the injections are helping him out. Um, and he says he feels good. And it's about, you know, getting strength in the knee. But, you know, who knows what the hell that means because they always say good shit to butter you up. And then, you know, they come in the game. And then, you know, after the season, they're like, yo, I played the whole season with a, with a knee injury. It's like, bro, you were telling us you were good all season. You know what I'm saying? Um, right, right, always contradicting themselves. No, right. I think it's a big concern, John. Right. Sure. Hopefully things go well with stem cell injection that he got, but I am extremely concerned about the health of Kimber Walker long-term for, for the Celtics without question because this has been a reoccurring and ongoing issue since he pretty much came on the team. So hopefully this does the job and, you know, and, and this will uh, be good enough for him to – able to get back on the court when you know he's ready to do so when he's healthy enough but uh there's no question that you know Kimber Walker's knee is uh very alarming and uh and it's just not a good sign for the Celtics this uh season mo moving forward yeah man hopefully it's not a nagging injury um well it is a nagging injury <laughs> no like all year if he takes care of whatever he's saying you know he can't come back and 
for him to be on yeah, like time management for the rest of the year. That's like, yo, I, and, yo, if if I'm him, yo, dude, take take three months off. Like, yeah, you know, if you can't come back and be a hundred percent, and you know, you, you we still have to manage, you know, your time. It's like, dude, take the time off, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't trust that shit, man. If, I don't either. If it's if it's not surgery, why didn't he just go for the surgery? Because they're advising him not to. That, that's ridiculous. Like. Yeah, well, we, we, we can't say it's ridiculous when they're the doctors. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not. They're, telling, they're not. telling him, they're telling him, yo, don't, it's not yo, worth it. Yo, you don't have to? Or it's not worth it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you I mean, I, like you said, we're not doctors, so it yeah. is what it is, you know? Um, Tristan Thompson, he will also miss the preseason and most of training camp due to a hamstring injury. That's an injury we knew about that before we, we actually signed him. Um, you know, yeah. so we knew about that. Um, Daniel Tice, he's a full ghost since he underwent surgery um, on his knee, so he can do everything. He says he's ready to go and on the court. Um, Evan Turner returns. I don't know if you guys remember Evan Turner. For the people that follow the Celtics, you should know Evan Turner because he's a, you know, he's a big, I don't know, he's like a cult hero around here, like like T was saying. Um, Cult hero? Yeah, when he was here, dude. Like, you know, him him in the robes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember that, John. I know. Celtics fans fall in love with the dumbest shit. The weirdest motherfuckers, yo. Like, you know, (laughs) Scalabrini got a job because of Celtics fans, you know what I'm saying? Scalabrini is going to be the new Tommy Heinsohn. Yeah, well, I'm happy for Scal. Scal is actually pretty good. but I like him, too. As far as Evan Turner, I actually think it's a good pickup. I think it's going to be a little bit um, like um, Haslam. Um, a little bit of that, I think that's gonna be good for for. I think that's gonna be a good presence for those players. Right. So he's gonna take. He's gonna be an assistant coach for the for the team, and he's gonna be a player develop. He's gonna be in the player development department, pretty much taking the role of um Carol Lawson from last year, who's now um coaching the Duke women's team. So yeah. um you know shout outs to her too. And lastly, with the Celtics, um I don't know if you guys have been listening to uh Danny Ainge, um and you know Brad Steven talk about. The, the upcoming season um, when it comes to a Campbell Walker's injury. Um, and, you know, I think what's interesting is, you know, I've heard a couple of times now Danny Ainge has said that, um, you know, with Kemba out, you know, it's going to be up to Marcus Smart, um, Jeff Teague, and Peyton Pritchard to pick up the slack. And, you know, what's unique about that is Peyton Pritchard because he's a rookie, um, the rookie point guard. And, they did not talk about Tremont Waters, who we drafted last year, or Carson Edwards, who we drafted also last year. Um, have, did you guys pay attention to that? Um, I mean, have you guys looked up Peyton Pritchard at all? Not since the draft. Yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't really looked at his highlights, but, I mean, I've heard that, um, you know, people have spoken highly of him. NBA people, uh, like Danny Ainge, among others, have already, you know, praised him and, uh, you know, pretty much say that they like what they see in him. So, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see how he turns out. It's, you know, too early to tell as far as whether he'll, you know, have an immediate impact or, you know, have a big role on, you know, the team and be in the rotation uh, instantly. I'd like to see that happen. Uh, but I think it just, you know, time will tell, you know, as far as whether, um, you know, that ends up happening and, and, and whether we see him, um, you know, really – we're going to thrive, you know, with Kimba Walker. I'm sure he's going to get more opportunities and more playing time, uh, you know, with the Celtics being shorthanded at point guard at the beginning of the season. But, um, you know, hopefully he looks good in training camp and does well in the preseason and impresses the coaches um, to be able to 
you know, earn that opportunity to be able to get those minutes. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, personally, I've been I've been watching them, man, and you know what I like to say: watch, watch the tape, bro. Just watch, watch the, the tape. Um, <laughs> watch the tape. It's not just his highlight tape, man. I watched some games too from him, um, and I definitely when when he first got drafted, I was like, who? Like, why? Like, why we? You know? But then I looked at his his tapes, man, and I'm I'm definitely impressed. You know, with everything that he's um. He's done in college with, with his background, with everything that he's done. And like I said, you know, in the last podcast, he's just a kid that's not scared. And I actually thought, you know, when he when he got drafted after I did my research that, yo, this is probably a kid that's going to, you know, um, contribute, um, you know, pretty early on in his rookie year. So, I mean, good luck to him. You know, from what I heard, he's already got the playbook down. You know, he, he's he takes his job pretty pretty serious and he looks at it as, as, as a professional. Um, and that's one of the things about him. So, you know, Whoever can help us, man, I'm, I'm good with them. You know, he's a guy, he's a guy that can bust the threes, man. You know, he well, can hey, create he's space shooter, man. and bust a three, I, man. I've seen those tapes. That 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 boy, man, he he's got a he's got, got a jump shot, man. He he definitely can splash him for sure. And the definitely the playmaking ability I like as well. You know, he can you know create yeah. and facilitate. Uh, you know, very smart uh, player. Uh, you know, has good court vision, sees the floor well, and you know doesn't turn the ball overtakes care of the ball. That's what I like about um, him as well and what I've noticed uh, from, you know, what I've seen so far of him. So, and that's, we need a guy, uh, you know, like that because we didn't have too many uh, guys basically coming off the bench that could uh, could do that for us. So, um, I'm hoping that he, you know, provides a spark and he can, you know, bring those things to, to the table as, as well because we certainly need that coming off our bench this year. That's a fact, man. Um, and that's going to be it for the NBA and the Celtics coverage. Um, for MLB, you know, we got very before, little. Before we move on to MLB, breaking news, the Washington football team beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and ended, ah! Whoa, and, ended, and, ended, and ended their undefeated season. Holy the Washington, shit. The Washington wow. football team beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 23 to 17. Wow. All right, let's move, let's move on to, ML, uh, to MLB. Uh, MLB, real quick, you know, uh, the only news we got right now as far as um, the Red Sox goes is um, the Red Sox agreed to a contract with Eduardo Rodriguez for a one-year $8.3 million contract. Um, if you guys remember, we reported about him. He was um, the guy who had COVID-19 and had a lot of complications from it. I personally thought he was going to be gone. You know, he was going to be done with his career. But, you know, he, um, he he's back with the team. And, you know, Alex Cora likes him a lot. So, um, you know, good luck to him. And I hope he can he can return back to form, you know. Um, and, sure. Right, and that's going to be it for the, for the MLB. That was pretty quick. Um, and we're going to jump right into uh, soccer where, Vlad, um, please talk to us, man. Yes, um, so last week we went over the New England Revolution doing really well in the playoffs. They made it to the MLS semifinal. Um, on Sunday, um, the New England Revolution um, faced the Columbus Columbus crew um, and the Columbus crew eliminated the New England Revolution one goal to nil. Um, it was a great game. Uh, both teams were attacking each other. Um, the New England Revolution just, they just couldn't close it out, man. They, 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 they spent the game. They had a, a lot of good opportunities, but they just couldn't make the best of those opportunities. And sometimes when you're playing soccer, what happens is when you're not scoring like that, the you you kind of um, forget about some of your teammates, so you try to make it all yourself. Um, and I think 
all they needed to do is make the extra passes, and they weren't making the extra passes in front of the ball to get the open shot. Unfortunately, um, yeah, that's that's what happened. Um, but um, I just want to give you guys. I, I just want to give an update of the um, MLS final. Um, give me one minute here. Um, so obviously, um, the Columbus the Columbus um, crew is gonna be in the final. Um, and today, um, on Monday, the Seattle Sounders are gonna play Minnesota. So the final is gonna be on Saturday, um, December twelfth at eight p.m. It's gonna be Columbus Crew versus either the Seattle Sounders or Minnesota. You know um, what happens? Um, what else happens on December twelfth? Yes, um, the the Four Point Twelve podcast are gonna be on something Bishop have in Cambridge, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, seventy six. Yes, yes, <laughs> Bishop Allen Drive, Cambridge, Mass. Pull up, come get some gear. Um, and you know what? If you come through. If you come to and we don't have, you know, um, products for you, you can give us your name and we'll, we'll make sure we get you some stuff, man, at a later date. So make sure, make sure, make sure y'all drive from out of state. All our listeners from across the world, if you need to fly into into Boston, do what you gotta do to to come see us. Right, I thought you were gonna say we got you. I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like go Right, right. You know, nah, I'm um, just saying, if y'all really want to see us, you know, make the drive, take that flight. Right. Um, and uh, was that it for for soccer? Yeah, that's it for soccer. Um, and lastly, you know, something we don't really talk about too much on this on this um podcast is boxing. Uh, a big boxing match actually happened on Saturday. Um, it was Errol Spence Jr. versus um Danny Garcia. Um, and Errol Spence won by unanimous decisions. He took pretty much took it, you know, nine to three rounds. Um, you know, Errol Spence. I don't know if people are paying attention. He's been out of boxing for the last fourteen months because after he won his last fight, he got into a really horrific horrific um car accident where he flipped his Ferrari and almost died. So oh, come oh back. Um, yeah, he almost died. Like his face was unrecognizable type stuff. Um, and, you know, his face was all scraped and burnt. And for him to come back and, you know, look like himself and, you know, dominated the other guy who's not a slouch himself, that was great for him. And, um, no, you know. Good for him. That's awesome, John. That's For great. sure. For sure. Now I'm looking for him to to, to fight Terence Crawford because they need to make that that fight happen. But he's probably gonna fight like a Manny Pacquiao or something. Um, <laughs> you know, speaking of Pacquiao, his counterpart, you know, he's uh the the money team, the guy with the money team. Um, he's money deciding, yeah, he's deciding to come back um for an exhibition against somebody who's not a actual boxer. His name is Logan Paul, who's actually the brother of Jake Paul, who who knocked out Nate Robinson. <laughs> Um, what a couple weeks ago? Um, so I mean, the last fight Logan Paul fought, he he faced KSI, who was another YouTuber, and he lost that fight. So I, I don't I don't understand what's going on. This is definitely a cash grab. I don't know who's buying the fight, but if you are, you're pretty much giving Floyd Mayweather your hard-earned money to play around with some dude that's not even a you know a real boxer. So he's probably gonna make at least twenty million dollars off of that stuff because people want to see that guy get knocked out, which I don't understand because it's like. It's weird. It's weird to me. So, um, you know, be on the lookout for that. That's going to be actually on February 20th. So you'll see a lot of stuff going on. Um, we're going to move on to questions of the week. Um, and we got a few questions. I think um, some questions we actually already answered. So I'm going to start off with that. And that question is from um, Adrian Meck from North Hampton, Mass. Um, and his question is, what does Vlad or you guys think the Revs need to do to make it all the way to the finals? 
and obviously Vlad already um, gave us the, the update on that. But Vlad, I want you to pretty much explain, like, what, what can they build on after this year, like, to, to make sure they make it back to, you know, to make sure they make it over the hump? Well, this year was definitely a um, an overachieving year for the for the New England Revolution. So I think that's a great confidence. I think they got playoff experience, um, and I think they have a coach that has good experience. and And I think the 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 crafts are looking to invest in the team. Um, so I think I think just based on that, they're gonna build on the experience that they had in the playoffs appearance, the almost final appearance that they made. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything to add to that unless Barry, because you know, I, I don't know what the personnel is like on the Revolution. So I'm sure Vlad is right, you know. But I thought actually we were low key gonna get another chip in in Massachusetts. I'm like, yo, I'm not even gonna say anything, you know. So I don't jinx it. We're gonna get another chip, and you know, I actually watched the game with my roommate. Um, and that sucks that they didn't, you know, they didn't make it to the finals. But nevertheless, a good season for them. So you know, shout outs to the Revs, man, for sure. And um, Adrian Mech, thank you. Uh, you know yeah, our thank buddy. You, Adrian Mech, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, another another guy. You know that's always um, sending us questions, man. You know I love it. You know, so shout out to Eddie Rodriguez. You know Eddie he Rodriguez, says you already guy. know. Um, without Bud Dupree, do you think the Steelers' defense can continue to be dominant against Alex Smith as well? And um, again, Vlad just burst the bubble. Because <laughs> um, he gave us the, you know, the breaking news. Um, uh, the Steelers lost their first game, and I'm assuming the defense had something to do with that um, as well. You know, so well, Washington played well. Um, Alex Smith played well, and um, this the Washington football team intercepted um, Big Ben ben yeah. on, on the last drive. Um, so it was actually Washington played really well. What I think the Steelers are going to use as an excuse is the short week. They're going to say that the, the Ravens has, had an extra day. We had to play on Monday. So you're going to hear all the excuses this week. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I think, no, but certainly they're going to miss uh, Bud Dupree, who was their uh, star, you know, inside linebacker and really the leader and the captain of that defense, uh, you know, and we're one of their, you know, best defensive players. So, I think, like as we saw today uh, against the Washington football team um, and, and against Alex Smith, uh, they certainly miss his presence out there and his playmaking ability, uh, you know, and, and also his, you know, his leadership uh, as well. Uh, you know, Alex Smith was able to have a really good game and be successful against the, the Steelers' uh, you know, defense and, and, and move the ball effectively. Uh, so I think, you know, it's definitely a concern for the Steelers. Uh, and for all Steelers fans to see that today, that they, you know, didn't play as well without a Bud Dupree. So, I mean, hopefully they can figure that out um, as far as how to fill that void with him uh, being gone for the rest of the season. Uh, but, no, definitely shout out to the Washington football team for coming up with the big win today and, uh, you know, for beating the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I don't think um, the Steelers defense is a dominant bunch, man. You know, um, no, they've been playing well though. They, they, they yeah, no, I, I know, I know Barry, but they haven't been playing like the greatest teams this year. You know what I'm saying? Like their schedule has not been like the greatest schedule, and you know they've they've struggled against some teams too. You know, I don't think. Only play who's on the schedule. Though. When when you when you hear dominant defense, I'm, I think a defense that hold that's holding you down. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much all game, you're not close. None of that. That when you say dominant defense, I think about Patriots defense last year. You know what I'm saying? Where we're 
clearly, you know, some people won fantasy teams, fantasy leagues based off of Patriots defense last year. You know what I'm saying? That's a dominant defense. So I, I don't, I mean, it's certainly going to hurt them. You know, um, I think you should, you should say a good defense. I think they're a really good defense, um, but dominant, you know, they, they lost to the Titans, you know, by a missed field goal, you know, early. I mean, they won against the Titan by the missed field goal, you know, earlier on during the year. So I don't think like, They've been like, you know, that that crazy defense that's just coming through and shutting down people. So um, with Bud Dupree being gone, that's definitely going to hurt them because, you know, that you when, whenever you lose one of your starters, it definitely hurts, you know. Um, and um, can they continue? Hopefully, you know, but what's happening right now, they're not trending in the right direction because you saw the game against the Ravens. They played like trash. Right. They didn't even right? play well that game. And right. Mike Tomlin said, we sucked. You know what I'm saying? And then now you turn around and this week, you lose this game. You know, so, you know, they're not trending up right now. So, I mean, I don't I don't want to see them, you know, not – I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. I don't want to see them, like, lose every game or anything like that. But, I, you know, I didn't think their record said exactly what the team was, you know. I didn't think they were, like, that great of an undefeated team. I think they were an opportunistic team, and they, they did what they had to do. Um, but that's my answer. Uh, another question from um, Aaron Lawrence. I think that's the first one. Um, he's from Houston, Texas. Um, and his question is, will, with Will Fuller being out the rest of the season, do you think that he will come back to the Texans next season? And um, his uh, secondary question was, the Houston Rockets signed Christian Wood and DeMarcus Cousins, um, as well as, you know, John Wall. Where do you see the Rockets going this year? Um, you want to go, Vlad, take the first one about Will Fuller? Do you think he's coming back? Um, is he a restricted free agent this year or something? Yeah, yep. he is a yep. free agent. This is a he's contract year for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really, I, I really don't know. I think, I think is this is gonna be his first like money money contract, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. He's that's he's true. gonna go wherever the money is. Mm-hmm. That's that's my answer to that. Um, as far as the Rockets, I think the Rockets are gonna be in the playoffs next year. I think they're gonna be maybe six, seven seed. Um, yeah, six, seven. That's where I see them. Um, next year. Um, how far they're gonna go in the playoffs? They can win one. Uh, they can win one round. I can they can win that. a series. Yeah, they can win. One. <laughs> yeah, they can win a series. Um, <laughs> the same as last year, winning yeah, a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but honestly, I mean, we we don't know. We don't know what the, the chemistry is gonna be like. We don't know what John Wall we're gonna get. We don't know if we don't even know if um your star player is gonna play for you. He might get traded. He might get traded. Um, he hasn't showed up to two practices. Honestly, I I don't know what to tell you, Aaron. I, I all I'm gonna say is. You're definitely gonna make the playoffs, and you're gonna win one 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 round. But besides that, I cannot guarantee anything. Yeah, I think with Will Fuller, um, will be suspended for the rest of the season, as we, you know, I had said on earlier in this podcast. Uh, you know, I certainly heard him in free agency, since only is he gonna be out for the rest of the season, but he's also gonna miss the first season, of, first game of next year. Uh, I mean, I I think he does have a good chance of coming back with the Texans of for next year since him and Deshaun Watson had some pretty good uh, chemistry and he was balling and uh, doing his thing uh, before the suspension. But at the same time, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if he gets a more lucrative offer if he ends up leaving Houston and going uh, so- somewhere else. So I mean, if yeah, I had to, you know put a gun to my head and say, you know, which way is he going to go? I'd probably say we sign with Houston, but, um, you know, we never know with, you know, what happens in free agency and what, you know, players decide to, to do and what offers they get. So, 
Uh, we'll see what happens once free agency comes uh, next year and if he sees any offers that he likes. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, as far as the Rockets are concerned, um, I think, yeah, you know, they're, they're certainly a, a playoff team in the West, but, you know, the West is uh, just stacked and way too competitive. Uh, I think, you know, certainly they'll make the playoffs and they'll be in the bottom half, what kind of what Vlad said, the bottom half of the Western Conference um, for this season. But I don't even see what oh, as much talent as they're in the West and as much good teams in the West. I don't see them being a top team in the, in the West. So I'm going to even say that they're one and done this year, guy, and that they don't even make it out of the first round. Um, and, and yeah, and, and that they lose to whoever they play uh, in, in the first round. Because, you know, the, the, the teams in the West that are at the top are far much better than uh, the Houston Rockets right now. Because, like you said, there's just too many unknowns and too much uncertainty with the Houston Rockets roster as far as what John Wall we're going to get. Guy hasn't played in two years. Uh, the same with the Marcus Cousins. He hasn't played in a couple years. We don't know what we're going to get from him. And if those guys are going to be the same players, I like Christian Wood. He's a good, um, you know, player and played well last year with the Pistons, uh, so he's a nice addition, and also James Harden, I think he's another guy that um, it looks like he wants out of there, and he's pushing for a trade, and uh, and doesn't want to be in Houston anymore. Uh, so certainly looks like he has one foot out the door. So we'll see if he's actually able to, you know, if he does stay with the Rockets, if he's you know able to actually play with John Wall and play with those other guys that are um, on the team, and if they're able to mesh. Um, you know, on the court uh, right away if it takes them a long time to do so. So we'll see how that goes for them this season. But uh, I don't think the Rockets are going to go too far um, in the Western Conference playoffs this year. Yeah. Uh, as far as Will Fuller goes, um, unless Deshaun Watson begs him, he's out of there. Right? Like, he's he's gone. You know, um, if you remember, um, before the trade deadline, the Packers actually wanted Will Fuller and Will Fuller was waiting to get out of there in Texas, you know. Um, I think he's most likely out because there's, Texans have nothing going for them other than Deshaun Watson. Like, they haven't done anything to help Deshaun Watson at all, you know. Um, so I think if he wants to win in this league, he's going to leave. You know, if if the Packers are still interested, I guarantee you he's, he's, he's going to go over there, you know. Um, but then again, some players from the Packers have emerged and he might not even have a spot there. So um, also watch out for, you know, a team like the Patriots. You know, they're, they're going to look to revamp, to revamp their roster. Yeah, they're going to look to revamp their rosters. And um, the Patriots are going to have, you know, one, some of the most money in the league to sign players come next offseason. So yo, um, yo, you're, yeah, you're insane if you think the Patriots are going to sign Will for it. I mean, they were thinking about it this year. You know what I'm saying? They were looking at him for trade deadline too. Trading is different, though. Right, right. No, no. I'm, I'm saying like they, they. He's a player they like, and yeah, you, saw what, you saw what he did against us. They're gonna give more. They, somebody's gonna give him more money than Belichick. Will Absolutely. That's what always happens every offseason. You know. Um, and as far as the Rockets, I agree with you guys. Six, seven seed. Um, DeMarcus Cousins just coming back. We don't know if he's going to stay healthy. John Wall, we don't, we're not guaranteed for him to stay healthy. The only good piece in there is Christian Wood. And I know Christian Wood, he's coming from Detroit. And um, I know of him because the Celtics were looking at him. So I looked at his tape, and he's actually a decent little player. Um, with that said, he's not a good enough player to, to help James Harden go anywhere in the playoffs in the West. You know what I'm saying? He's just like a complimentary piece, a good, a good 
piece to go on a championship team to play his role and do what he do. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to come in and take over the game or anything like that. So um, I don't know who else is, is coming in um, to do that. Um, and he's, you know, we got, we got John Wall and James Harden, ball dominant. And um, right now, James Harden is not even showing up to practice. So what's the team chemistry going to be like at the end of the day? You know, his mom came out and said, all he wants to do is win a ring. He wants the chance at the ring, basically hinting at the fact that James Harden wants to leave. So, you know, with that already in mind, it's already the season's already not starting off to, you know, on a great foot. The coach is making statements saying Harden is, you know, having a holdout. You know, when they told him that Harden said that he'd show up to camp soon, he was like, well, it's news to me. Nobody talked to me about it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's just not a good look to start your season, um, you know, going through turmoil and stuff like that. But um, that's my answer. Uh, thank you, all the guys that send in questions. We appreciate you. You know, yeah, thank again, you, fellas. Appreciate keep, it. keep sending questions, you know, and now we're going to go into uh, the B-Money Lifestyle Person of the Week, man. So, yes, the B-Money Lifestyle Person of the Week is uh, a player who uh, had a really good season uh, last year. He just got a max extension uh, deal uh, last week, and that would be uh, Miami Heat. Uh, center Bam Adebayo, uh, you know, like saying he signed a five-year, one uh, ninety-five, uh, you know, max contract extension like Jason Tatum did, uh, but that's not the reason why he is the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. So the reason why uh, he got selected as the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week this week is because uh, he just gave his mom uh, the birthday present of a lifetime uh, this past Sunday. Uh, in which he was able to buy his mom, uh, you know, her own house with, you know, the contract money he just uh, got from the Miami Heat. Uh, so he, in, it was after he would, with this, you know, stood out to me about this was that uh, he didn't really come from much and, uh, and his family really struggled, uh, you know, during his childhood. So he pretty much was living in a single wide a trailer, um, you know, and, and his that his mom brought him up in. So the family never really owned never anything and owned a home. Uh, so I thought it was pretty cool uh, for a guy like that that really came, you know, from nothing. Uh, was you know re legit rags to riches stories. You know, and legit started from the bottom, uh, and you know was able to you know give back to his mother and give back to his family and never forgot where he came from because you see a lot of guys when you know, once they make it and once they uh you know get their deal their big contract uh they you know spend it you know un unwisely and on things they shouldn't spend it on and they forget where they came from and don't give back to their people and their family so the fact that he did that um and a pretty cool thing is that at the house um the new house that they you know he just bought for his mother they have a picture of um them inside that, you know, trailer that he uh, grew up in. Uh, they had a little right in the front door of the house. So as soon as you walk in, you will uh, see that picture right at the door. And he says he, you know, purposely kept it there to always uh, remind himself as well as anybody that walks in the house uh, that, you know, where he came from and that, you know, and what uh, kind of upbringing he had. So uh, I certainly thought that was impressive um, for him to do that and it shows the kind of character the kind of person he is uh, and you know the way he was able to humble himself to be able to uh, you know give back to his mother in that way so 
congrats to Bam Autobio on uh, being this week's B Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. And that's definitely that B Money Lifestyle. No, that's a fact, man. I think that's something um, all of us here would like to do someday, right? You know, drive, drive, sure. drive our mothers out some random place and just say, hey, that's your house. You're staying here tonight. You know what I'm saying? So right, all, right. all your stuff sure. is being moved. All your stuff is being moved in here by the night, you know, so right, welcome right. home type stuff. So, you know, congrats Absolutely. to him for sure. Um, dream for sure. And, um, you know, for the last time, people, pop-up shop, December 12th, um, you know, 76 Bishop Allen Drive, Cambridge, Mass. We're going to be there. Come get your gear. Come get your shirts, hoodies, um, masks, uh, bottles, coffee mugs, travel mugs. You know, come talk to us. Come, come hang out. Let's talk sports, man. You know, if anything, come, come argue with us about some sports. You know, come, exactly. come, come pop it up with the you know what I'm saying. So, um, we're we're looking forward to seeing you there. And as always, man, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're still watching, please subscribe. Please share this with your friends. Um, you know, do whatever you can, man, to help us get get the word out there because we're working hard for y'all and we appreciate that, man. That's gonna be it for Pro Fan Sports Podcast with the fans of the pros go episode 38. Until next time, peace out.